Hey, so again, thank you for being here. We're gonna go through some of these questions that you guys had for us. Some just about LTN stuff. Some about LTN Con. Um, just to introduce us, I'm Chris. I'm the chief executive nerd, uh, and then I'll let these guys introduce themselves. Um, I'm Bubba Stallcup, and I am uh, chief nerd in charge of outreach, branding, the podcast network, every, every, all of the things, Radio. technology. I should have brought second. Hey, I'm Matt. I'm Tech chief bro. nerd of community, and I'm over Twitch and the Discord and all of that whatnot stuff. So chief nerd over. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm Drew Dixon. I'm the chief content nerd. I love my nerd. And so I oversee all of our written content articles on lovethynerd.com. And uh, Chris and I co-host Humans of Gaming. Um, and, yeah. Ooh, well, since I'm speaking and unfrozen. Maybe April and she's I'm, really still. Maybe she is. I'm Kate. I'm, I'm the here. social media nerd here at Love Thy Nerd. So you might have seen me in the chat all weekend. Uh, I'm April Lynn. I'm the chief resource nerd. I am responsible for creating resources and uh, that help to equip the church and individuals uh, to do the stuff. Yeah, thank you. So I just, I had this thought, I've had this thought over the past few weeks. You know, we talk about, we use this word founders a lot when it comes to the six of us. And the reality is we have closer to like 400 founders um, of LTN. You know, we have people that have been with us since the beginning. Uh, People that, you know, believed in us, supported us. I mean, financially, prayerfully, in every other way that the reality is uh, you're all founders in my heart, in our hearts. And so... I just don't want that term to be, you know, I don't know. I just don't, I, I want us all to feel like family. I want us all to feel like we're in this together and because we are, it wouldn't happen without you. You know, if we were here streaming all weekend uh, and it was just us, there wouldn't be much point to that. Um, you know, we could just <laughs> play games with the whole, I was a child when you all started. Thanks. Well, um, you're a part of this too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but I hope that makes sense. You know, we, it's just a term that we use to just say like, "Hey, this this is like you know the the people that are doing a lot of work behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, and all that kind of stuff." So, anyway, um, we're gonna jump into some of these questions. So we don't really have a, a rhyme or reason to the order of these necessarily, and we're gonna do our best for all of us not to answer every question. Mm-hmm. If you're at the first <laughs> LTN con, we did like a Q and A thing. And we were all so excited that when somebody asked a question, like literally all of us, right here. Would I, uh, can I get a code? It's in the mail, Kyle. It's in the mail. mail. Just check your mail daily. You'll find it. Just just Um, get a crayon. Yeah. Yeah, Check your spam. That's right. Get a crayon. Just make sure it's Um, rounded correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Around the corners. Yeah. Around the corners. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We might have an old address for you. Sorry. but yeah, we're gonna try to you know keep this snappy and be able to get through all these questions. Um, if we don't get through these, you know, you can email us anytime. It's just our name at lovelinerd.com. So Chris, Bubba, Matt, Drew, April, and Kate, like, email us. Let us know. Um, 
we we love we're always open to that kind of stuff like we don't have to wait for some specific Q&A to do this so. and all of our emails are just uh -huh. our name at lovelineyard.com so yeah. really we do want to hear from you yeah. the same thing I just April said yeah but if you want to get a hold of us it's just our name at lovelineyard.com <laughs> I literally uh, I like I like 30, Rachel's 30 answer there <laughs> get bent at lovelineyard.com <laughs> That is the uh, yeah. the question and answer box like, right there. In your heart. I think get bent goes to Matt. Yeah, get bent goes yeah. to me. Yeah, get bent. I love <laughs> I can't multitask. I'm looking at these questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's great. Uh, hey, we're gonna start with a little softball question here for Kate. Okay? There is our name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kate, this uh, this came in from Stream Mom. Uh, mm -hmm. What is your least favorite? So Kate is our social media nerd. If you guys didn't hear that earlier, so chief social media. She any of that stuff you see, that's all Kate. So all that clever quips and jibes <laughs> that come through on social media as all Kate. Kate, what is your least favorite social media platform and why? Softball. Um, <laughs> that's, that's easy. Uh, my least favorite is Facebook. I think it is the worst thing that I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I know that, that all social media is toxic and that and has that super toxic aspect to it but Facebook is not fun it's gone to the point where it's filled with like old people scams to give the credit card number and stuff feel targeted here you feel, you feel <laughs> so Matt be careful be careful Matt. I don't know I just I, I like Instagram and Twitter better they make me laugh I like a good laugh oh, you're just do you want to laugh Twitter can be oh, pretty I'm toxic Twitter. It I can be, not. Drew. Okay, it's. That's why I go on TikTok be. a lot. Safe space. But just, I just, I want to make a Twitter account for my grandparents. The things they say. Okay, where else am I going to put that? Facebook. I love it. I basically decided that for, I agree with you about Facebook. Facebook for me Thank is you, only post, posting stories about my son. It's all. Yeah, we Thatcher boat. It's like, Thatcher boat. You got to follow Drew Dixon on Facebook for those stories of Thatcher. It's Thatch Watch. <laughs> yeah. Thatch Watch. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so, see, I mean, I, I just, that's, Let's see, thank you. that's it, I just, okay, thank Facebook's you. my least favorite, you're welcome. Uh, back in here to the studio to us, um, we got another question from Library Night, which I thought was a good one, April Lynn, I think you were going to take this one, uh, yeah. how did you all figure out who had which role within LTN when y'all founded LTN? When y'all... Y'all, what, what's, what's yeah. the, when we all, what's, what's the, what's the all first you person all. version of y'all? You all. Y'all. 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 When we all all founded LTN. Uh, so some of it was, so when we, uh, you know, some of you know that we were working with an organization called Game Church before this, uh, which is how we all met and became friends. And so some of it was just a literal copy and paste, like, Chris was acting director at the time, so he just kind of picked up that role and moved over to LTN. Um, Baba at the time was doing community, uh, so he just kind of picked up that role from Game Church and moved it over to Love Thy Nerd. Uh, and then some of it has been uh, trial and error because now Baba is doing the mission side of things. He and Matt swapped because uh, they found out, you know, over time that, hey, this is what I am more passionate about. So it's just been kind of a, pro a learning process for all of us. Um, and Drew's has been, I think, the most straightforward over time, just being an editor and writing. But 
you know, the, the titles that we have too, they only describe a portion of what we do. Like Drew, yes, he's the editor of website, but he also loves doing his Survivor podcast with Jen. And right. uh, <laughs> and has done some some of those Bible thump, uh, or uh, devotionals on demands videos. And, you know, he and Chris do the, pod, the uh, Humans of Gaming podcast. So everybody's got their own stuff that they do and the titles just kind of make it sound official. I'll apologize for him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Here's so, an influencer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Sweet. Um, Matt, this one's for you. I'm ready. Are you ready? <clears throat> I think so. I'm like dragon. I'm ready. Oh, oh, oh wait. <laughs> we, we forgot. Rachel wanted to know what our favorite desserts were. Oh, I missed that one. Okay, favorite desserts. Really Starting with you, April. Okay, uh, Turbisu. Okay. Kate, favorite dessert? All, uh, all of them. <laughs> Kate, I mean, that's Cookies. good, too. Uh, ice Cookies. cream. That's so general. I love ice cream. <laughs> Red vines. Really? Red vines. That's Next. not even a dessert. Right. Next. Uh, anything chocolate, probably? Is that okay? Mm, favorite is like hot and cold stuff, so like a warm brownie with warm fudge and ice cream. Mm. Hot and yeah. cold. Mm. Also, warm chocolate chip cookies straight out of the oven are pretty new. Burning, yeah. All right, Matt, this is for you. Tell me about the arcade. What is it? How closely or loosely are they governed by, is it governed by LTA? I'm so glad you asked. Who asked that? Terry hey, thanks, Terry. Uh, so the arcade, we do an event <laughs> once a month on the first, usually the first Saturday of the month where we take submissions from people from the community who want to play games with other people in the world or the community. So whether that be code names or an RPG or Among Us, really it kind of anything goes. We're trying to bring in as many people as we can to these events. Uh, Tierney Silver, our community manager, kind of oversees all of everything. We have help from Jared in the comments there, mm-hmm. who uh, helps um, just get the get the, uh, a form to sign up to. Chad helps. Matt Selfers helps. Uh, yeah, so we're all still very much part of that. I'll be honest, like, I've given it to her, and I think that I have... I'm th- extremely thankful that she took it, because I have so much uh, <coughs> other, of other things to do. Like, I wish I had time to do more things, but I feel like it's there's always things to do so being able to like hey have a community it's almost like a community game night for all mm-hmm. all the people in the community so uh we're still here we hop in when we can so yeah. and it's basically what's been happening the past two days yes exactly. so like all these events you know when we do exclamation point events <clears throat> that's exactly what the arcade stuff looks like so we do that once a month so what's happening here at LTNCon, like there's yeah. part of that that happens literally every month yeah so we will have another one I don't even know what day it is. The beginning of next month. So. <laughs> I believe it's Sunday. Yeah, yeah. it is Sunday. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. If you're not in our Discord, I think most of you should be by now. There's a whole section there just for the arcade. So we'd love for you to get involved in our events, play some games. And if there's a game that we're not playing that you're like, we really need to be playing FIFA, hey, you know, or whatever, like, propose that. Make that happen. I, it was, FIFA. It was an example. I like uh, because I love FIFA. Exactly. I started playing FIFA I'm bad at because it. of you guys. Yeah, and then you guys immediately all stop. Oh my gosh! Here we go. We've all been rude. Anyways, uh, (laughs) we would love for you to be a part of it, and I think after this this month, things slow down. So I hope to also be more a part of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Kate, I got one for you. <clears throat> Biggest yeah. struggle you've encountered. This is an easy one, Kate. <laughs> Biggest struggle you've encountered doing ministry, mostly online in the public eye, in a world mm. where the new level of scrutiny can have such intense and lasting implications. Ooh-wee. It's yeah. an easy one, Kate. Come on. Well, I mean, I was talking earlier about my least favorite social media platform. And the internet is a place that has changed a lot, as we could all see, and it like keeps changing. And there's, at least for me, I mean, am I speaking like for myself on this, or speaking for all of you? Yeah, uh, I just do wherever the mess spirit it up. leads you. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so at least for me, there's <laughs> there is that kind of like back of the mind fear of people like seeing something they don't like that's going to trigger them, and they're gonna I don't know lose it on social media about something that we did and it gets like discouraging if you think about it too much because then it it gets people in a place of well i don't want to post this because i don't want people to be mad or i don't want people to disagree or i don't want people to report my post as inappropriate when it's the gospel of jesus but i don't know at the, at the end of the day we want to do what's best to help love thy nerd live out its own mission statement and i think you can find something wrong with people everywhere like people are running stuff and they're jacking it up because they're imperfect but they're trying so i it's just a really odd time to be doing stuff online especially online ministry because yeah. at any moment you know something's going to be wrong and you don't even know until it's already happened mm-hmm. but yeah. All you can do is try your best, and I think that's what we're doing. I mean, I'm doing it. I'm pretty sure Matt's trying his best. I can't. I really, speak. I really am. I always do. <laughs> I can't speak for Bubba really about trying his best, but that's how I know he's not. <laughs> oh, come on. That's that's just what we're doing is trying our best to love nerds the way that we know how in the situation that we're given, which is online, yeah. mostly online at the moment right now. So, um, give some people some. Um, what's the word? Grace. Forgiveness and grace. kindness, if they yeah, grace. That's a better yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Forgiveness and kindness, if they make a mistake online and they work for a ministry or a nonprofit or, or something, it's like it happens. You know, the end. Yeah, yeah. I was I was just gonna say I think the gospel. You you touched on it already, Kate. But the gospel kind of gives us a framework for operating without fear when it comes to those kinds of things. I don't think being fearful of upsetting people. We need to balance that with respect. Like, we want to have a posture of humility where we want to learn from people who are different than us and that might get offended by something that we do. But also, I think it's unhealthy to have this posture of fear that says, like, I'm not going to step out and say things or do things because I don't want to upset anyone or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you just have to balance that. Like, And remember that, that the, the gospel tells us that we're all broken, so we're all going to, like... Maybe not get canceled, but maybe. <laughs> like, like maybe. And, and if we do, and if we do, what do we do? We we, we, we go to we go to Jesus, and we, we look for the forgiveness that only He can bring, and, and we, we we start to rebuild and learn from those moments. So even though it's like a really contentious um, season of life, it's also this is a season of life where we all have a lot to learn from people that are very different from us, and there's lessons that we have to learn that we we weren't really introduced to before, um, which I think is really exciting too. So, I don't know, it, it's, it's, but it is incredibly difficult too, so. Yeah. 
And I, I think we are, we're actively trying to, so there's this idea of inclusivity. And, you know, for us, like that's, our message is that we want to be the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture, full stop, period. And it doesn't matter who or what or why or when those nerds are. When? When, yeah. You what, great. Like it could be the um, 90s, it could be the 2000s. You know, and, and so there's there's certainly a message of inclusivity there, and, and yet... I actually, maybe this is a hot take, like, real inclusivity doesn't exist because when you want to include certain people, you will exclude the people that don't want to include those people. Yep. Did you get all that? Yeah. Um, I wrote it so down. I wrote it down. What we always have to do in the line that we always have to, you know, maybe a simple example of this is like, it's very clear to us that we want to reach people that don't know Jesus or that are mad at Jesus or the church or hate it. But at the same time, we want to help educate the people that have done that hurting. And in our content that we create, sometimes it's very hard to reach both of those equally. One time or the other, we're going to alienate. The pendulum's going to swing too far in one direction. And we're going to alienate one group of people or another. And so really, we just see it as our job is to like constantly try to find that balance and constantly, when we have to choose, because we will, when we have to choose, Choose the way that, frankly, I see Jesus choosing, which is standing with the people that are marginalized and ostracized and orphaned and downtrodden. When he had to choose, those are the people he chose. And so those are the people that we want to choose when we have to. And, you know, trying to do things that help broaden our perspectives, you know, it's not lost on us that it's like our, our core leadership team here is four white dudes. Thankfully, it's not, it's not like, my fault. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> thankfully, like, I'm really thankful that we have Kate and that we have April Lynn because they bring a completely different perspective than yeah. us. <laughs> um, and and so we're trying to do things like with our advisory team and other avenues to, like, bring more diverse perspectives so that we're able to be more inclusive because, frankly, sometimes we just don't know. So. And we have a lot of growing to do there. And that's just, that's all of us. But, um well, yeah. my, my prayer is always that God will send us the right people. Mm. Um, I, I think a lot of times diversity trumps calling. Um, and I don't want to say that like we're not trying to be diverse because that's just not that's not the case. But the last thing we want to do is to lean into any kind of tokenism as well. And so um, God has called us to a very specific thing here at Love Thy Nerd. And we want to make sure that we fulfill that purpose and that calling well. <coughs> and God has already, since we've opened up and since we started to, to be you know, more cognizant of that. Um, we've seen a lot of great things happen. Um, and we've seen a lot of great people come to our organization that we are welcoming with open arms because we are not an us for and no more white guys only, you know, cigar club. Like that's not what's happening here. Um, I hate cigars. We're about, well, we're, we're about the business of Jesus. And uh, we want to love and serve our nerdy neighbors well. Um, my wife always says, she's like, hey, um, are, are you, people in general, are you being uh, persecuted for righteousness' sake or for obnoxiousness' sake? And so... Um, you said Anna says that? Mm -hmm, all the time. She, Usually she just directly to me. She, <laughs> yeah. she says it at you. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I think that, you know, we personally as Christians, we need to think about that. Like, am I pushing my agenda forward or am I pushing the agenda of Christ forward? And so... Love it. It sucks to, when it's you that is pushing your agenda forward, but we have all been in that situation where we've had to check ourselves and go, yeah, that one's me. Uh, hey, April, and I have a question for you. That's a really good question, uh, you can tell, because a bunch of us answered it. 
Oh, what? I probably have an answer, maybe. Okay. Um, it is hard to enter into the unknown. What helped you through? So I think this is a question like just with us starting LTN, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. you know, not really knowing what this would look like and how that would go. Um, yeah, uh, well, I, this is going to be different for each one of us, but for me personally, uh, yes, it's hard to enter into the unknown. Um, it's hard to not know, is this thing that we're doing going to succeed or is it going to fall flat on our face? Uh, but what has helped me through is honestly these five people and all of our friends and supporters that we brought with us uh, or that came with us or people that we've met along the way, just knowing that I'm not doing this alone. If I am failing, if I'm struggling, I've got lots of other people who want to see me succeed. Um, I mean, obviously the, the easy answer is Jesus. Uh, and that's certainly an answer. Uh, but one of the ways that God helps is by bringing the people into our lives that are there to stand with us and work with us and support us and encourage us and coach us and mentor us. And these five people and so many more in our community have done just that. Um, you know, I don't think this would have succeeded if it was just one of us. I think we all bring different strengths to the table and we all need each other. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the answer. You could almost say it's just all about family. I would, I would never say that. <laughs> giving away the wrong game. I wish man. this was, was Fast and Furious. And furious that would have been perfect. Is that a Fast and Furious quote? It's a family game. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a family game. Um, I don't know. That's great. Is. I couldn't agree more. Hey, Drew, this one's for you. Uh, what are your recommendations for nerds when it comes to trying to find a church community? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that you should go find a church community that is really good for you. <laughs> Next uh, question. Boom. <laughs> um, I mean, I think, I, well, here's, I believe we're in a culture now that's becoming more and more accepting of nerds, so I think you're less likely now to be ostracized for your nerdery than you were maybe even three or four years ago. Um, so, so go and be yourself, and if people are awful and are like, Pokemon's stupid, then go look, look for another church. They'll <laughs> uh, try and take over a different gym because yeah. all the churches oh, yeah. are gyms. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think I think go find a place <coughs> where um, where truth is preached, where um, people love their neighbors. The great the greatest commandment, right? When Jesus was asked about that, he said, love God with all your heart and love your neighbors yourself. Go to a community that's going to love you and your family and whoever goes with you well. Um, and, and yeah, um, don't, don't ever hide who you are. Like that's, that's a, a ticket to, uh, spiritual s problems in your own life down the road. Because if you can't be yourself in the church, um, you, you're, you're going to, you're going to play games. You're going to become a hypocrite yourself. And that, that's not healthy. So don't, don't go to a space like that. But yeah, um, I think you might be surprised even if there's no other nerds like you, um, you can recruit. <laughs> the people that join nerddom in your church as long as they love you and your family well. So I would, I would kind of discourage people from maybe jumping ship just because there aren't any other nerds in your church. Um, yeah, you may need to go someplace else if people don't love you and, and you're not a, a, you're in a community that's really judgmental or really um, 
you know, uh, has a lot of problems or whatever. But yeah, go to a place that's um, gonna love you well and uh, bring your nerdy self with you and be honest about it and be open about it. And I think, uh, I think that will, you'll find that to be healthy. Um, but doing what we do, it's really important to us to all be a part of a, a faith community actively. Um, so um, you need people who love you and pray for you mm -hmm. and don't judge you, but mm -hmm. care about you, but um, want to speak truth into your life and are willing for you to speak truth into their lives. Uh, you need to be ministered to. So joining in this mission, I think it's really important to have uh, people in your life that are praying and lifting up a faith community that, that supports you. I think it's, it's interesting um, because it... I, I think that conceptually, right, like that's the answer. Like just go to a place that's going to accept you, but nowhere on the door does it say all people are welcome except if you yeah. play D&D, &D, you know? So um, I, I would I would say go to places where people are. Maybe if you're mm -hmm. looking for a church community where you know that they hang out, Christians love coffee shops. Just go hang out Starbucks <laughs> or like wherever. Yeah. Um, and like start talking to people, start, start over you know, eavesdropping on conversations and stuff like that mm -hmm. and find out where they go. And um, I mean, I, I would say a good entry point is like a small group, you know, because like j jumping into to a church service and sitting through a Sunday morning, all that that can be kind of intense, um, and it won't even really give you a good um, a good reading on, on where that church is. But a small group will. Yeah. Um, what do what do the people say about the church when the pastor's not around? Like that kind of a, that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. I think that um, community is a is the big deal in trying to find that any way that you possibly can. Um, is the money item. Um, I would say if you can't find that, you're, you're welcome to find that here at LTN for the time being. We do want to help you find a local church body and move you in that direction. Um, it's, it's not our end goal, but that is something that we do want to help you help you do. And we know that you know some people just, they don't go to church. They're, they're burned by the church or whatever. It's part of our mission to, to bring people back to that middle ground so that they can yep cross to the other side and have conversations but if you need help we we can help you find one um, I will literally sit down with you and help you find one in your area that you can go to um, but yeah I, I would just say just be nosy like that's that's probably the easiest way accidental eavesdropping is how I've made most of my friends and connections so it's <laughs> odd that I, I are you sure I, it was accidental eavesdropper. No, I'm very intentionally I, I will just kind of like wrap it up and move <laughs> on like don't like rush in and rush out like give it time look for people go to go to small groups like just like hopping churches is not healthy like really try to dig in and like really try to know people because i feel like a lot of the people that i play games with now like they weren't big time gamers when i first met them but because we built a relationship and we had this other commonality maybe like that's where we can really dig deeper um mm -hmm. Uh, hey, Kate, FYI, I don't know if you saw, I, I, there were some more questions that came in. I dropped in the Discord thing there. I, if we don't have time to get to them, it's fine, but there's some more that came in that I put in the Discord. <clears throat> Interesting. <laughs> um, April in, and maybe one Me. other person. Uh, I'd love to hear a pointer or two on possible segues in casual conversation about nerdy stuff. From the subject matter itself to something deeper, like Jesus-filled community and truth. Thanks, you guys rock. Thanks, we do rock. Yep, agreed. Uh, <laughs> that's honest. 
Yeah. Uh, so, the, so the reason I wrote someone else is, uh, th this is going to depend on your personality type and how you do conversation and relationship, honestly. Uh, for me, I never go into a conversation thinking, how am I going to talk to them about Jesus today? Because that's not what it's about for me. It's about getting to know the other person. Um, if it's somebody I've just met, um, you know, one of the nice things about working for an organization that has a kind of Christian-y title, Love Thy Nerd, um, and that has the word Jesus in our mission statement is right off the bat when somebody asks at a convention, hey, what does the Love Thy Nerd do? Right there, I'm going to tell them that I follow Jesus. Um, and then I, I gauge their response. Like, if they are excited about that, like, oh, cool, like, tell me more, then bam, no segue needed, I'm in. Uh, and if they kind of, like, skirt the issue and they seem kind of uncomfortable, then I'm going to back off and ask them, like, what are you doing here at the con? And, and Jesus might not come up again, honestly, like, because... It's not about trying to force Jesus into a situation. It's about trying to build up relationships where that sort of conversation is just going to happen naturally. Like the people that I've actually built up friendships with, I'm just sharing my life with them, which means that I'm going to talk to them about, hey, I'm reading this really cool book about Jesus and like tell them, you know, what I like about it. And sometimes that leads to them talking about, oh, well, I think this from my upbringing as a Catholic and, or, yeah, so my, you know, my mom who goes to church, she, she does this and when she talks about Jesus, she does this way. And it leads to conversations about spiritual matters, but the goal is never to figure out how to insert that in to the conversation, if that makes sense. Like, I think it's perfectly valid to just have a conversation about, Magic the Gathering or board games or the newest Marvel movie you saw and to not talk about God in that conversation. I think that's still ministry because you are giving them the outlet to be themselves and share what they love without fear of judgment. Um, and that'll open doors. That'll open doors for friendship and relationship that will go a long way. Uh, so that's my answer. Uh, did anybody else have a kind of yeah. a different take on it? Yeah. Um, I loved what you said there at the end because it made me, I just had this thought like I have to believe that every conversation like there were conversations that Jesus had with people that were just like how's the weather man you wouldn't believe the poop I just had <laughs> like not every conversation uh. had to turn to this grant what? I like, just want so bad wild. to read that story in the Bible. Everybody poops, man. Oh, Everybody. Man. Jesus poops. It's true. Can we get some fanfic on get that, over. please? Mm -hmm. <laughs> My point being that not every... April in, I think you nailed it. That, like, everything is leading to something. And we're building trust with people. We're building relationships with people. What I've noticed in my experience since really having this approach that we've had with LTN, it feels sacrilegious to think, well, you don't have to, but it happens. Um, like, it is so, I won't say it's easy, because building relationships, true, deep, meaningful relationships with people is not easy, but I do think it's simple. Okay, because I've never, I can remember going to these like evangelism training things 
You know, when I was in youth group, what he's trying out these tracks. I'm, uh, I'm too tired. I'm too giggly. Up. Let's I'm, focus up. I'm sorry I mentioned poop. Too tired and giggly, and the chat is popping so off right now. Chris. Middle yeah. schoolers, I'm sorry I mentioned poop. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I would go to these, like, evangelism trainings when I was a kid or, like, in youth group, and it was always about, like, what are these questions you can ask people and what's the wedge and how do we get them to a salvific which is that even a word yes yes, yes. right it's a fun word yeah. it? Uh, that it is like it. so it is but like you know how do we get to this point in this conversation like what's the strategy and you know i would do that stuff and it never worked and it always felt awkward and forced and cringy and made people uncomfortable made me uncomfortable and what i have seen now in doing this for eight years is when I just treat people like people instead of an agenda or a result or a soul to be saved, all of those conversations happen without me even having to start them. Because people begin to trust me, they know who I am, and when they hit those points in their life and they hit that wall and they have those questions, because everyone will and does, I'm the trusted person. That's all I ever want to be. I want to be the first person that someone thinks about when they have those bigger questions or they have that crisis. I just want to be that first person. And it's so, again, I won't say it's easy. It's so simple. It's stupid. Mm -hmm. In board games especially, video games I think do this too. Like it creates, oh, thanks for linking my poop story. Oh my gosh. Um, no. <laughs> now we got to stop and watch it. Yeah, we're just going to stop and watch that together, no. actually. It's only no. 10 minutes long, guys. <laughs> uh, almost 11. Please save that for later. Don't watch it now. Uh, yeah, don't watch that now. Um, I don't know. I, I just think it's nerd culture account. is such, can be such a unifying thing because we get to nerd out about our nerd stuff that it breaks down barriers that otherwise wouldn't be broken down and gives the opportunity to have this conversation. So that's all I'll say about that. Well, yeah. Thanks for coming to my yeah. I will add, let me, let me add a few more things though, uh, real quick. Uh, so one of the things that used to be, that, that'll be a hindrance is if you are afraid to tell them that you're a Christian. Uh, and you don't have to come out, and, and you probably should not come out and say, oh, before we start talking, I have to let you know, <laughs> I'm a Jesus follower. Okay, so Jesus everything I say is going to be framed by, like, don't do that. But uh, now this is kind of sneaky, but sometimes you can, you can ease ways into the conversation like, oh, yeah, I'll be a little bit late tomorrow because it's Sunday and I have church. Uh, you know, or have an organization called Love Thy Nerd with a Jesus in the minute. Like, if you are afraid to be your Christian self in front of them and you're just saving it for later, like, oh, when do I tell them that I'm Christian? Like, are they going to judge me? That's, that's going to be the wrong approach because then you're going to be always afraid to bring that up. Uh, but if you just go in the gate, like making sure that they know who you follow, what you stand for, um, that's going to be like Chris said, you know, those conversations are just going to happen. They will happen because as they learn to trust you, if they have, those spiritual questions or topics or whatever, you're going to be the person that they're going to want to go to. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thank you, D DC Talk. Recently, um, I did not think I was going to get a chance to talk about this, but I'm so glad that I do. Thank you, Aprilin, for bringing that up because it's a perfect segue. Um, I've been recently going through and watching Saved by the Bell on Netflix. Congratulations. And I mean, oh, that is not the direction I, I mean, OG. Oh, like, um, nice. I think it's the first episode that 
old Zachary Morris. Um, he is coming back from summer, and he met a girl at um, camp. Mm -hmm, I don't know mm -hmm. how that, where, where the, the, the lake or something like that. Um, fun fact, uh, did you know that uh, Saved by the Bell is based in Indianapolis? <laughs> no. Really? Right here. I was Wait, it's not California? Right here, you're stopping grounds. Heck yeah. Huh. yeah. Um, and so, um, anyway, he, he meets this girl and she ends up going to his school and he told her he was in the ninth grade but he was actually in the eighth grade, oh. and she's Ooh. in the ninth grade. And so the entire time that they're together, he's lying to her out of his teeth, trying to get mm. her to believe that he's from some experimental campus where he can be on during the, the off periods and off campus during the on periods and stuff like that, and that he's an experimental eighth grade, ninth grade combo homeroom. I still have to say this. First of all, go watch Saved by the Bell. It is a trip. <laughs> Secondly, when you when you're not when you're not honest with people about what it is that who you are and what you do and what you're about, like it only leads to more crazy lies. You have to tell a lie to cover up the lie to cover up the lie. And if there's one thing you should learn from Zachary Morris, it's to not one do that. One Don't do it. Well, uh, now that that sermon's over. Mm. Hey, Matt. <laughs> that one felt good, guys. Yeah. Hey, Matt. And some of us can piggyback, too, if we need to. What's next for LTN Con? If it's online, does it go bigger, better? Does it go in person? And we all bring our own games. We are honestly waiting for more feedback from you all. Now, we have all talked a little bit this weekend about what this next year might be like. I think we've landed on we at least need to have something major online like this. If it, probably. It, probably. If it's only a day, it's only a day. Uh, we would love to get back in person as well. That uh, It's just really tough. Like I feel like we maybe could have done it this year in person. Maybe if we had known a little bit more, but I just don't know if people would have also felt safe. So I think doing it online was our best bet still. Um, I don't know. The answer is I don't know. Yeah, I mean, mm. the reality is, like, this is something we talked about even going into this year mm -hmm. uh, because the online last year was so rad we were like we can't just not do that and so there were there were talks about like doing fully in person and fully online like doing both of those do we do them in the same weekend do we do them you know one in the spring one in the fall like you see what you i, I, I think what burn utica to the ground if yeah. we do them at the same time like what i think is maybe a lot of people don't understand is just how much work how much effort all the people I mean we have it's not just us like mm -hmm. we have so many people that are making this thing go um, and we're not our stuff looks really good and that's because of this guy right here no it's because of this it, guy right here what also <laughs> Mr. Bull what that also does is it makes it makes the viewer think that we're bigger than we are or have more resources than we have, or more time, or, or whatever. Um, and so for us, it always has to be a question of like, do we do we have what it takes to really make this really good? We don't wanna like, just do something just to do something. Um, so it's definitely conversations we're gonna be having, like once we get back and start talking to the team and everything, like, um, you know, figuring out for, but I, I can almost say, and I think we'd all agree, like, in person, 
I think that will always be like foundational yeah. because it just, there really isn't a replacement for it. We understand the accessibility of online and how people that wouldn't be able to come in person, that's at least something. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of like making sure we have the resources and the capacity and all that stuff to do it. So. I would like to see, personally, if we can just dream for a minute here, <clears throat> um, I, I, would, I would like to see if we do something online, it's shorter. You know, like, it, I don't want it to be the same thing as an in-person con because I don't want you to feel like you you could, you have to go to one or the other. You're choosing, you know, one or the other. I mean, if you want to go to, to the online con, it's a Saturday. You know, it's it's it, it's easy. If the, <coughs> if the idea is accessibility, why not make it completely in, in the, as most, as accessible as it possibly can be? Um, one day, a couple events, you know, some speakers, some you know, arcade events and some really cool stuff. And then we focus fire on having a really dope in-person con. And we've already talked about what that might look like. Um, last year, uh, we were hoping to have it in Louisville. Uh, we had everything basically set up and ready to go, but um, Pivot. couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. And so as things start to shift and start to change and, you know, it's nothing political but as those things start to shift and change and the world starts to get back to a little bit some semblance of normalcy uh, we can see those things starting to come back I can tell you that because we've already been to conventions already this year uh, so next year it is a very high possibility that we have an in-person convention and I mean it's probably gonna be awesome uh, because we love in-person cons yeah. so much uh, Kate, this question's for you. Uh, this right. comes by way of Brett Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Mm. Right. How are y'all so incredible and mm. beautiful? Mm. <laughs> mm. That's a good word. I even saw this question before as I was copying and pasting it, and it still made me laugh. Um, I don't know. I'll say for Matt, it's because he drank that coffee in a way that... Um, might be dangerous to your health. <laughs> Went straight to his beard. No, it's I don't know. I born born that way. For Ten years. I wasn't getting the right vitamins. Maybe we were born this way. Born yeah. this way, as Lady Gaga says. Um, I yep. found that to be inspirational. Yeah. Um, I think this is a great question. It's a short, brief question, but. Yeah, that's a hard way, uh, I think we're going to have to do a little research. Yeah, we'll pray about it. We'll pray about it. We'll pray about it. Um, Although, Chris, I mean, they, you I lost a poll. Yeah. You yeah. lost a poll that said that you had a big head, so I don't know wow. what, if that's included science. in here. Also, I got another comment of a new celebrity lookalike now that I have. So I've gotten <laughs> Bill Murray, mm. which classic, yeah, see it. awesome. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what was the other one I got recently? Nick Cage. Nick Cage. That happened during <laughs> the stream. Um, I've had Shia LaBeouf, which nice. I'm a little flattered by, but also he's, yeah, I can see that. he's kind of a loose cannon, that guy, man. Uh, but the new one I just got That's from, it. I think, Tyranny's sister, uh, was a young Tom Hanks. Okay. Okay. How young? Younger. Younger. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see it. Um... Anyway, well, good luck. Uh, good luck, luck on the Chris. island. Uh, this question, <laughs> Drew, this is for you. I have made fire. Um, <laughs> Drew, are there games or media that you, this doesn't have to be like you specifically, yeah. but just LTN, it can be you specifically. <laughs> games or media that you want to engage with fellow nerds in? Obviously, we want to love thy nerd and their nerdy things, 
Just curious what you do when confronted with someone who's really into things that you find appalling. Thanks. Sure. Love you guys. Sure. Yeah. Appalling. Um, it's a good word. I think it's really important that we all um, be sensitive to our own consciences. Our conscience is a gift from a good God who made us and wants to protect us. And so um, if something is, um, is troubling you, um, listen to that. Um, but I also think we need to be sensitive and kind to those who don't have the same conscience as we do. So there's going to be people who don't have the same lines drawn in the sand that you do. And that's okay. I think we really need... Because here's the thing about your nerdy friends who don't follow Jesus. They're, if they know that you do, they're just waiting for that moment when you tell them that you are unwilling to play D&D or whatever. I think it's a bad example because most of us love D&D. Uh, we played it. We had you know these guys played it last night, but um, there are, yeah there's some that, some personal boundaries I have for one. Um, you know I I per and again this is something that a lot of you probably do and please don't hear this as judgmental for me but it was just an example. I'm not judging you okay. Wow, uh, if you play this, but uh, <laughs> I I don't like I used to but I don't anymore like to play cards against humanity because I feel like we're celebrating the worst possible things in a broken world, um, and it become I think it can. In, in, in certain settings, it can become this this thing where we try to make something so awful um, that it makes everyone laugh. And, um, like, I just don't... I'm not big on laughing. I want to... Sometimes I do. Listen, I'm a broken person, too. Sometimes I see that stuff, and I'll honestly laugh. But I want to be a person who doesn't who doesn't celebrate things that are broken. So that's a good... A good uh, I think a barometer for us to check ourselves on is, like, um, is this piece of media, this game, this book, this movie, is it celebrating something that is broken and saying, hey, um, like, uh, I don't know, um, selfish violence is really wonderful and good, and look how cool it is. Like, I don't want to get behind that. I can't, I can't celebrate selfish violence as if it's this wonderful thing. Um, or is it just depicting the consequences of selfish behavior? And something depicting the consequences of selfish behavior, that movie is actually telling the truth, and that can be a really healthy thing for us to experience. Um, really good films, really good TV shows do this all the time. They show us the consequences of, 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 of that kind of behavior. Um, so, uh, so yeah, um, I think just respect the different consciences of others. Um, I'm, never going to, I'm never going to jump into a conversation with you and be like, let me tell you all about why I have this line in the sand for me personally about Cards Against Humanity. I'm just not going to do that because it's possible that you play it in a way that is fine and healthy and regardless, you don't have to have my same conscience. Um, That's so, kind yeah. of an interesting juxtaposition right there. It's like your, your personal conscious decision to not do something, your, your, your you know, moral compass, as it were, um, that being a personal thing versus projecting that onto somebody else to say, this is an issue for me, so you shouldn't do it either. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that we're. I think we're all guilty of that, a lot. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Set well. He's doing it right now, actually. <laughs> um, but you know, like, if it is an issue for you, that's fine. I think that there are like some blanket statements. It's like, well, you know, you you're not really into murdering people, but like, I think it's totally fine. You know, like there <laughs> there are some blanket things that are just not okay. But when it comes down to like really like specific minutia stuff like that, like I, I think that we do need to be careful. And we've been pretty pretty adamant about trying to help train people to be careful about that. Mm -hmm. um, one of the questions we get all the time, right, is 
um, what games should I not play? Yeah. And I'm like, mm, I don't, I don't, I don't have the answer that you seek for that because that, that is up to you. Mm. I talk to people all the time um, that are like, well, I don't, I don't watch, I don't watch horror movies. And I'm like, and I grew up on horror movies. Like I cut my teeth on on horror movies, and so they don't they don't necessarily bother me. But I know that they bother my wife. So in an effort to not, you know, scare her before she goes to sleep or make her feel uncomfortable or like whatever, it's like I just don't watch them. It doesn't mean that it is an issue for me. I'm just not trying to create that stumbling block for people around me. But what I don't do is go to somebody else and say, no, 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 you should be watching scary yeah. movies. Like I, I'm not. It's that's for you to decide, not for me to decide. Yeah, Erin just said something in the chat that I think is super yeah, helpful. Brilliant. She said, thinking critically, yeah. in case you're not reading it, uh, Trump's being critical. Mm. I think that's a big part of what we're trying to do at lovelander.com, is training yeah. you to think Christianly, um, mm -hmm. which is a lot more complicated than, is this bad mm -hmm. or good? Like, thinking mm -hmm. Christianly is, is a totally different paradigm. Yeah, um, and, and so let's, let's be critical about what's good and true. That means noticing what's good and true and beautiful in games and nerd culture, and noticing what me, what might be objectifying someone made in God's image and make some, making someone else feel small. I don't want to celebrate anything that makes someone feel less than or small mm -hmm. or unimportant. Um, but I do want to lift up um, a lot of these awesome games we've been playing this week because they created community, yeah. they made us laugh, they uh, created moments around the table where we got to know each other better and learn to appreciate and love each other better. Mm -hmm. so. um, one extra thought on this, and then maybe we can do one more question before uh, yeah, the keynote. Um, I, I want to go back to the original question. Not that we like we were on it, but one of the things it said in there was like, you know, what do you do when you're confronted with someone who's really into things that you find appalling? Mm. And something that I would ask is, why do you find that appalling? I think that's something that we should ask ourselves all the time is like, what about this thing is triggering for me? What about this thing is causing whatever these feelings are, whatever these conflicts are? Like, I think, you know, April and I love when she talks about curiosity. And a lot of times that's curiosity about other people so that we can get to know them. But I think there's curiosity we can have about ourselves, right? Like, inner mm -hmm. reflection, self, self-awareness is, why is this doing this to me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that can be incredibly helpful because it can cause growth in us. It can mm -hmm. cause us to maybe meet closer with people um, if we're able to, to more critically examine those things. And frankly, like, I, again, if we, if we look at Jesus and his life, there's a lot of things and a lot of places that he went into, groups of people that he interacted with, especially in a time that was very racially divided, very like socially divided, class system, like all these things. And he went right in the middle of that crap a lot of times mm -hmm. and called mm -hmm. other people into the middle of those things, things that they would have used this exact same word, okay? Samaritans are appalling, mm -hmm. right? Like they would have said those things. Women caught in adultery are appalling. Lepers are appalling. And I truly believe like Jesus pushed the envelope on those things. And I think he asks us to do the same. Now I'm not saying like you just have to drop everything right now and just go crazy, but like ask those questions of yourself, not just of other people. Um, you know, that's the whole plank in our eyes, speck in someone else's deal. Mm -hmm. What's that from? 
Bible. Okay, Bible school. We got it. Yeah. Um, cool. All right, we'll just end with this one. Uh, it was just a favorite question. Uh, pick your favorite RPG. Oh, tabletop. <laughs> pick, pick your favorite person. Here. Me, myself. Uh, no, I also pick you. Wow. Yeah. Um, pick your favorite RPG <laughs> tabletop. Video game, book, like just a favorite. It could be like a, a franchise, you know, a something like that. Like just what comes to mind. If I'm gonna say video game, I will say The Legend of Zelda because it's just That's always. I know it's always been my favorite. Easy one for you. Um, Do you know why? It's it's. I feel like it's the first. What when the original Zelda came out, I was a, a young lad, <laughs> and I feel like it's young. I connected with it. I don't know. I feel like I felt like I was I connected with it, and it, like it really made me think more about like I don't know, like another world fantasy, and like I remember playing Zelda outside. Like I was just very excited about like there being more. I don't know if that makes sense. <coughs> I just love it. The end, amen. It's beautiful. I mean, I'll get mine out of the way. If I, I, like if we're talking about favorites, it's really hard for me to think about my favorite video game because yeah, I have so too. many. <laughs> I see. I don't, I don't know because if you were to put it up hour for hour against Destiny Two, mm-hmm. it's just not even close. But if you, if we're talking about like the best, like my favorite stuff, it, my favorite tabletop experience is Beast of Balance, man. Like I just, I love those things. Every, every, I'm a Dude, communal give gamer. Give Bubba a dexterity game, man. Like I'm here. I'm, you want to speak this guy's love language? You give him a dexterity game. And I'm serious. That is not a joke. Like no. that's not a front or anything. Mm-hmm. I love these games that create these social moments where people will stop. They will stop and come around to see what yeah. is going on. Um, I call them my milkshake games, man. Like that's. I want those moments where people will stop and ask questions, um, and then that's where relationships can start. Is from little stuff like that. So. Hey, and Kate. Uh, favorite anime, Sailor Moon. Nice, why? Uh, because it was one of the first anime I ever saw, so it has a lot of nostalgia, and just the more I watch it, as I get older, I I pull new things out of it every time. Nice. Very relatable. Kate, does yours have anything to do with the painting behind you? Um, He's so happy. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, Red Dead Two is the best game that uh, <laughs> has ever come out, and I, I think everyone should play it. But I guess my my favorite like franchise thing is the Assassin's Creed franchise because that's really the franchise that uh, got yeah. me into like gaming regularly. Before that, I didn't really care if I had a PlayStation available to me or not. I went through a time of life where I was fine with no game console there, and Assassin's Creed brought me back. Brought me back into the fold. Roared redemption. What? Roared redemption. I mean, I'll play it, but I don't like it. Here we are. Brought me back into the fold. But um, if you haven't played Red Dead Two, you should go do that right now. You can quit out of this. Just start up a new file. Kate, how much are they paying you? Sad thing is, they're paying me nothing. I put all that time in Hmm. nothing. You have twenty seconds. Quickly go. Did you go? I know. I'm I'm, 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 you're eating into this. Uh, yeah, I would thanks. say this may be too generic, but space stuff. So like just space, jam. space board games, space jam, absolutely. 
um, space shows, movies, Star Wars, The Expanse, Twilight Imperium, Foundation. Stellaris. I haven't started That's it yet, but so I cannot good. wait. Cannot wait for Foundation. Um, Chris space is just Force. waiting for LTN Con in space. space Force. Let's I go. did like. I don't know why I got canceled. I really. Liked I, that. You know exactly why I, I got canceled. No, I liked it. Yeah, well, um, I lost but it. Yeah, just space stuff. I'm <laughs> sucker for it. Boom. <clears throat> Drew, you have five uh, okay, uh, my favorite game is probably Bloodborne. I am a <laughs> sucker for. I should have said Souls games. Uh, yeah, really well crafted game worlds that just sort of. Um, like absorb you that sounds bad but like where you're just immersive i mean and it requires so much of you like it requires so much of you to play bloodborne well that your hands are sweating like you're 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 dialed in so there's, this, yeah, there's this thing called flow you should look it up in in the world mm. of flow theory it's good and, and, and bloodborne gets you into a state of flow where you're you're fully locked in concentrated and that's what gets us to points of epic victories i think mm. uh and and that's what like there is a tie into life. Like that's what we want in life. Like we want to we want to flow in our lives. We want to be t- totally bought in, focused, because that leads to epic, epic victories. I like Zelda because it's a fun game. You're <laughs> 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 uh, gonna get saved hey, after hitting so his favorite game. Zelda is guys. We're gonna so are we gonna finish this right now? Uh, we'll close it after. Okay, this we'll is close never the over. After. Um, thank you so much for all the questions. We did not get to all of them. So what I really want to do is try to hit you guys up and answer you like via email. Again, if you have more questions, just email us. Chris, Bubba, Drew. No, I'm Matt. Matt, yeah. Drew, <laughs> April Lynn, April Dash Lynn. Her full <laughs> name is April Lynn, not April. And Don't Kate call her April. Okay? At lovethynerd.com. Well, nobody just email me. I love it. No dashing Kate. I'm going to call you I Mark. I, I'm fine with Mark. Um, <laughs> no dashing Kate. Yes, yeah. we do call uh, So thank you guys so much. 